The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast. Once again, we reshuffled our planned schedule for you, our pathetic listeners. People with so little excitement in their lives that they can afford to waste an hour listening to us talk about little plastic airplanes. Okay, okay. Maybe little resin airplanes too, and maybe other hobby stuff, but whatever. Sad, sad, sad state of affairs. All right, moving on. Tonight, I'm joined by Steve the man who continues to amaze the aerial wargaming world with his 3D models of airplanes. People, these airplanes are amazing. They've got more panel lines than a Kardashian after the Botox wears off. Steve, how are you doing tonight? Excellent, man. Excited for this episode. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Always uh, happy to talk about the hobby lists, the holiday shopping lists, and find out what everybody uh, is going to send to the people they hate. Well, Tonight, we also have Brett, who, you know, while he has failed to grow the perfect Santa beard, he did win third place in the hipster facial hair competition of North Florida. So congratulations. Glad you at least placed in the competition, Brett. Hey, man. Happy to be here. (laughs) All right. But wait, there's more. And you know it already if you're watching the video. Tonight, we're joined by the new guy on the team. Yes, we finally decided to let him hop on the podcast tonight. Please welcome our good friend, Matt, to the Lead Pursuit team. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Hey, Matt. Hi. Hey, Matt. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, glad to be here. A long time. Hey, with- shut up and sit down. Uh, We're not, we don't want to hear about you. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're glad to have you on the podcast. All joking and smart ass aside, um, it's good to have you here. It's good to have, you know, an extra Marine on the team. Since Casey can't be here tonight, uh, Casey, sorry you're not on. Hopefully your wife's feeling better uh, and we'll get you back on to hear your laundry list of things to give out for the holidays. All right. Let's talk about the schedule a little bit. A lot of stuff still in flux, but we know Adepticon 2024, uh, the 20th to 24th of March, we're going to be there, at least most of us. We're still working on that guy over there, Matt. Uh, We'll see if we can twist his arm. Uh, But we'll be there. We'll be doing Blood Red Skies, Aeronautica Imperialis, uh, maybe playing Legion Imperialis. I don't know if it's out by then, (laughs) if my stuff ships by next week when it's supposed to, Uh, and doing a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, and there will also be uh, painting classes going on over in the Hyatt. So Chris, uh, the old former member of the podcast, who's now back on the podcast, is going to come up, uh, do some airbrush painting classes with us, and we're going to do some other cool stuff at the Hyatt for hobby things. So uh, if you make it to one event this year, make it to Adepticon. It's going to be a good time. Anything else on anyone's schedule before Adepticon? I don't think I'm doing anything else. I'm trying to lay low and actually get work done. So you're saying I need to bring my airbrush to... I think you should. Uh, We're still getting the rest of the pieces and parts all together, but bring your airbrush. Sit through a class. Learn something. Have some fun. Or you can sit there like the rest of the grogs and go, what does this guy have to teach me? He's just going to paint a bunch of little space marine airplanes, but whatever. We got all kinds of cool things to teach. (laughs) So yeah, 
And Matt, start working on convincing Sync House now that you can go to Adepticon. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to increase the squid. Yeah, I know. I know, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will buy her whatever tequila she wants. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, talk a little bit about things we've seen around the hobby world before we jump into this uh, listing of hobby shopping guide. Uh, if you haven't watched our Instagram, if you haven't seen the photos we've posted there, uh, first of all, stop searching for hot Latinas twerking. Um, it's your hobby Instagram, not your softcore porn Instagram. Uh, get back to looking for hobby stuff. So that way you'll see all the cigar box battle mats that we posted. They're double side vinyl. Pretty darn cool. Uh, put some photos out there of all different four ones that that we purchased out there. Uh, it's It's just... They're awesome. Matt, you've been playing on them over the last couple of weeks uh, as we've been playing Aeronautica Imperialis. Uh, or actually, I think you played on the uh, on the other fancy board, but you've seen them there. I, I, I have. And, so and let me you tell you, the uh, the way they did the hex grids on those are, are absolutely fantastic. They, you'd, uh, they're bright. They're easy to see. Um, and weirdly, they, they don't actually get in the way of the theme of the board. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it it doesn't fade too much in like uh, some of the stuff that we did with deep cuts where we use that kind of very thin blue or very thin black. They're solid white lines. They look good. Uh, and, and I think they're definitely the kind of mats. They're three by threes. Check them out. Uh, they roll up nicely and, and they're, they're a reasonable price. So anyway, enough on the shameless plugs for stuff that we've seen. Let's talk about the hobby holiday shopping guide. You guys suckered me into this again. We did it last year, and then here we are back doing this. All right. So the first one up is the stocking stuffer. This is zero to $5. I don't know what the fuck you can find for less than $5 in the hobby world, like one sanding stick. Not two, one sanding stick. Uh, These are tiny gifts because, after all, it's the thought that counts. Uh, Brett, what is your stocking stuffer for this year? Man, you can't go wrong for the painter in your in your life, a little bit of uh, a, a bottle of 91% isopropyl alcohol for cleaning those airbrushes and brushes and all that good stuff. How much Four is bucks. it? Four bucks. Four dollars. Four whole dollars. I bet it's more at CVS. Fit in a stocking. <laughs> they're thinking they're going to get a bottle of liquor and ha, screw you, buddy. You got a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. Nice work. All right. Steve, what was your uh, stocking stuffer? Man, I found a two-pack of fine-tip tweezers on Amazon for $2.99. And I feel like those tweezers are always that tool when you're assembling something or a little model. And you're just kind of like, it's just super underrated. You got to have a nice pair of tweezers. I know Matt's biting back a comment. I'm just waiting to hear what Matt's going to say. The new guy the new guy needs to speak. Look, my idea was the uh, Duke Cannon's Big Ass Bar Soap. Uh, so they don't stink because <laughs> oh holy hell that uh, there's been some very white individuals uh, that we've gamed with. You're saying nerds stink? God, Not all God, of them. I'm so just, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm just <laughs> a, a very uh, vocal minority. Put it that way. Yes, uh, but yes, I can yes. highly recommend the illegally cut pine. Not only is the box hilarious, if you've seen the uh, Christmas vacation movies, it actually smells quite good. My wife rather likes it. It actually smells good. <laughs> if you like smelling like a pine tree, uh, yeah. So, all right, that's uh, that's a pretty good suggestion. Well, like I said, there isn't anything in this hobby for less than five dollars. Uh, my attitude is: how about you send someone gift one of those free warlord pr- plastic sprues that you always get you know you order like a hundred dollars of blood red sky stuff they throw in 
some you know oompa loompa looking uh, plastic sprue of of Canadians or Brits or Italians. Uh, you know, Casey gets all of mine. So, you know, it's always Christmas time in Texas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, gift, gift one of those. That's about the only thing that's less than $5 in this hobby. All right. Moving on. Next category, as we called it last year, the I'm obligated to buy you a gift, but I otherwise wouldn't. <clears throat> yeah. Six to $25. Uh, something for that neighbor who took care of your cats for the weekend you went away, you know, or for the seasonal secret Santa gift exchange at work. Brett, what was your number one item here? Man, if you want to, so you'll see a theme here, right? All this hobby theme. If you are ready to upgrade from the redonkulous uh, strap around your head magnifying thing for miniature painting, if you like to like magnify when you're painting, there's uh, on Amazon, there's a thing called uh, LED head magnifier. And it's it wears like a pair of glasses ah. with uh, you know stems that go over your ears and a, a bridge nose piece. It's got a little LED light. Those are it's, pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was this whole thing was going somewhere else when you said the ridiculously large strap. Uh, never mind. So uh, yeah, super adjustable. <laughs> nice. And uh, it comes with uh, a whole a box with I don't know maybe like six different uh, lenses for different magnification, and they're actually super comfortable. So if you're like me and you like lots of light when you're painting and you, you could benefit from a little magnification. I think it's a good way to go. It's super adjustable and super on sale right now. Amazon, I don't know. It's like a third off. So it easily falls in that price range. I think we're looking at like 18 bucks right now on Amazon. Can I get Steve to do me a cool set of decals, like flames on the side for mine so that I don't look near yeah, as man. dorky with those things on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get abused at Adepticon if I'm wearing those while I'm painting. I can tell that's all right. All right, Steve, what was your suggestion? I had the one of those Vallejo Air eight paint sets. You know, they come in like RAF or modern US yep. Navy yep. or, you know, Got a couple uh, of those. And right now, every one of them that I found on Amazon was between like 22 and 24 bucks, right? So for eight bottles of paint, you're looking at like $3 a bottle. You buy them in that eight paint set. Like, I feel like that's just a. A great gift for somebody out there looking to get a whole bunch of colors to do a thematic kind of paint job with. Although I will say, because I've I've got a couple of them, and uh, they vary in their utility. Some of them are, are really cool, and like I say, they're really well-themed. Others would be so good if they had just one more color. <laughs> and I've laughed going between like the Mediterranean set and the the RAF, uh, you know, Coastal Command, and all those sets where I'm just one bottle of paint uh, away. So you'll hear that theme, one bottle of yeah, paint. Yeah, you do get some that are kind of have repeat colors in them too, right? Like I feel yeah. like uh, there's there's always like all the U.S. ones have an olive color in it. So you buy a couple of U.S.s, you're always getting three colors of olive, right? But uh, See, the there's your zero to $5 good. gift. Give, give those extra bottles of olive. I have more neutral gray than I know what to do yeah. with. I try to use all the black because <laughs> every one of them has black. Yeah, I, I have more of the uh, dark earth or whatever the RAF uh, color is because I have like four different RAF sets. So, yeah, not helpful. <laughs> all right, Matt, what about you? What's your uh, your gift in this category for the I'm obligated to buy you a gift, but I really don't like you and I really wouldn't want to buy one? So I kind of broke this down into like historical and then like more on the super nerdy side. So for, for historical, I thought, hey, an Osprey book. 
if you're interested in historicals at all, whether it's World War II, Napoleonics, God help you, or anything else, Osprey's probably got a book on it. Or alternately within that price range, they've got a bunch of those uh, one-off um, games like Gaslands or uh, that. Yeah, I, that I was about to say, uh, and they have like 17 different Napoleonic games, and apparently all of them suck from reading the reviews. But yay, <laughs> you know, any at least we know what Osprey's good at. Pictures. Yeah, Osprey's good at the color plate book oh, pictures. Yeah. Yes, I like their books. Yeah. I. I have a whole wall full of them. I have back a ton there. of yeah, Osprey awesome. books. I've looked at and looked at the pictures and never read a word. Did you buy them for all the models you haven't built either? Also, those. Those are all mostly sold now. <laughs> wow. And I can Ladies confirm, and gentlemen, a listener if, has bought some of my models. Oh, my God. That's scary. Uh, well, now that he's a member of the podcast, we can shame him via Instagram and show the photos of Matt standing behind the veritable great wall of china of models as he's tried to sell some of his stock so uh yeah yeah it's it's been a, an adventure shall we say <laughs> yeah. to see uh, what what you pull out uh, of the closet next yeah so. oh your closet of shame just takes many scales well you missed when uh chris and i went to uh high ground hobbies uh and the pile that we i was both not had. there for that that was frightening yeah yeah yeah, and I think Brett would love to uh, get in on a sale for the the closet of shame because I have nearly died in Brett's closet of shame walking in uh, and having things almost fall on you. So yeah, no, we're all that way. Mine's mine's terrible. Thank goodness my wife took over what was going to be the hobby closet of shame for her Christmas stuff. So uh, now I have even less room for my closet of shame. Is it true that Matt has enough A4 models that every one of our listeners could buy two and he'd still have some left over? Yes, yes, it is true. It is true. He, in fact, was trying to model all the A4s like Brett was modeling all the 109s. So, but Your mom's in a scale, ho- scale modeling? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't make fun of our one and only listener that's left. Everybody else is disconnected by this point. Uh, okay, so thanks for y'all's input. Let me tell you what my input is. Literally one single bottle of paint. If you don't like this person and weren't going to buy them anything, and they're a gamer or a hobbyist, Buy them one bottle of paint. Why? Because you really don't want to encourage their hobby. You're not trying to help them out here. You know, you're just giving them enough hobby rope to get fully entangled and into a new project. And then you can laugh as that project is half done and your stuff progresses because you have a full paint set and they only have one of the 17 paints they need. Um, But, you know, if you're really, really a dick, you know, buy them like a Games Workshop dry brush paint. And, and like buy it in all the wrong colors. So, you know, if if they're a World War II bolt action guy, buy them like the Ryza Orange. You know, buy them buy them something that just does not match with what their uh, their armies are. Or buy them, you know, some other crazy green or something. Uh, but yeah, be that hobby dick. Uh, and I say that. So I got to tell a funny story on, on one of our buddies. Um, people may go, what's a hobby dick? Well, let me tell you. It's kind of like a beer dick. So a beer dick is that guy who sends you a photo of whatever the greatest, latest and greatest beer he's drinking after it goes off sale. Yes, Trevor, I'm talking about you. So (laughs) Trevor is the beer dick in my life. I will get wonderful photos of the beer that was on sale at Publix last week. Not this week, last week. Um, So then I have to go buy it at full price to try it. So thanks, Trevor. Jerk. Anyway, moving on. All right, so the next one, the side chick, $25 to $50. Uh, This needs to be something nice, shouldn't break the bank, need to keep this person happy, but there's other people you'd really, really spend the big bucks on. So, Brett, what was your idea, Mr. Hobby Man? 
Uh, well, I really wanted to put on this list the Artist Opus Dry Brush series, but you know, I didn't research enough to see if they actually have a set. I have one Artist Opus Dry Brush, and it's freaking awesome. So when I was looking around on Amazon, though, I found an Artify uh, set. Yeah which is probably like an inexpensive copy. Yeah. Well, I've, maybe? I've seen know. a couple of those. I mean, obviously AK and everybody has all the, the big brush makers have their dry brush sets. Um, and, and I, I guess, cause I kind of been a brush nerd at times too. Uh, I feel like buying one of those to see how different it is than my cheesy Walmart brushes that I've just cut the <laughs> half the brush off of. <laughs> is it going to be any different? I don't know. Probably is actually scientifically designed to be a better dry brush. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I've got some crap dry brushes, but the Artify dry brush sets, like, again, it's like a, everything's like a third off on Amazon right now. Okay, so for less go. than 25 bucks, like, you know, normally it would fit in this price range pretty good, uh, but it's even less expensive now because it's like a core, you know, third off or something. Anyway, 22 bucks on Amazon. It comes with a little um, uh, sponge for damping your brush and then also some uh, brush cleaner all in a little travel case. Oh, nice. So pretty handy. I think it's like, I don't know four or six brushes. It's pretty, it looks like a pretty nice set. Cool. Yeah. I have to go take a look at that. All right, Steve, what's up for your side chick? Yeah. I went with one of those uh, miniature light boxes to take photos of your minis when you paint them. They have like the different color backdrops and the soft light filter and all that stuff. I was struggle to get really good pictures and get the lighting right. And I found one that's coming in for like 35 bucks right now. Nice. And I mean, it, Sets up on a table, folds up real small. You could stick it in a small drawer on a shelf or something. And uh, yeah, I I always struggle to get really good pictures because of the lighting. So I feel that'd be a good thing for any hobby. It's good for taking a photo of anything small. Yeah, and it even said for that. I need that. (laughs) Yeah, there's even a you know a whole bunch of angles you can shoot from and everything. It looks like a really good, really good uh, Mm, setup there. Yes. For the LPP OnlyFans site. Wait, no. no. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about here. All right. Matt, what the hell are you suggesting right. side check? Uh, I've got a couple of quick rapid fire suggestions. Blood Red Skies, M seventy nine is Stop. Nobody 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 cares about Blood Red Skies. <laughs> that game is dead. In case you missed it, nobody's playing Blood Red Skies anymore. What the fuck? Anyways, oh, okay, I'm sorry. This is, this is a Blood Red Skies podcast. Oh, Please go oh. ahead. Uh, anyways, M seventy nine, twenty five dollars Amazon right now. The typhoon is yep. forty four ninety nine. Uh, last I checked, on the like boring parking lot World War II game, uh, the M4A3 Easy Eight, which is an awesome model from Battlefront, is uh, well, I think forty five dollars. And then you want to get super buy nerdy. the model. Don't play Flames of War. Play something a lot more oh, fun yeah. with people that are actually cool okay. to hang out with. But the models are still really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah no, they are. I trust me. I that's the continual frustration. Yeah, I, it I, is anyway, very go frustrating. Ahead. But um. The new Legions Imperialis boxes, whenever they release, like next week, should be about forty-two fifty a box. Those are all all really cool buys. And then yes, I, forty-two fifty for four rhinos. Nope, ten rhinos. <laughs> I hope it's ten. I really hope it's ten. I, I think it is ten. I, but um, and well, that's I good. can absolutely nice. recommend just if you've got someone that's maybe a board game nerd, uh, but also likes miniatures. The Aliens: The Glorious Day in the Core was forty-six dollars last time I checked on Amazon. Uh, it's supposed to be a really cool, nice. self-contained board game. There are expansions to it, but they absolutely aren't aren't necessary uh, unless you want a cool thing oh, like uh, okay. Ripley and a power loader. 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, because we need one more game amongst this group that we we're just talking about, Crisis Protocol. Yeah, we don't need any more games. Stop suggesting games, you jerk. <laughs> you Actually, you probably suggested it because you already have it, right? I can either confirm nor deny if I... Actually, yeah, yeah, it. nice work. So, so that also that's that's different than a hobby dick, different than a beer dick. That's kind of like being a game dick, but you probably didn't buy it on sale, so you probably paid full price. Knowing uh, you. other people would call it an <laughs> obsession, compulsion, or yeah. <laughs> mental disorder. So, no, you're not you're not getting me to buy the game. No, I'm not going to. We'll play your copy. All right. So, uh, much like Matt said, my suggestion. Hey, this is a shameless plug for Lead Pursuit Podcast, because let me be honest, every time you buy little plastic and resin airplanes from us, that's money in the bank that gets us to do cool stuff like go to Adepticon, uh, give away free shit, uh, act like a bunch of teenagers and drink a lot of margaritas. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and pick up something in this price range, hey, a squadron's worth of resin or plastic aircraft, and you can't go wrong with either ones. The hard plastic are great. Uh, the resin models from Warlord, most of those are good. There's some that they're getting over the mold issues on. Uh, and obviously, 3D printers, uh, the, the ones that we have from Steve, is amazing models. Uh, the plane printer models that are awesome as well. Um, you know, as we would say, feed that resin crack whore in your life. Uh, buy more resin crack. Uh, and if you really like them, hey, Steve's got all the 3D printed designs that are just amazingly detailed. So you can give them a really nice model instead of a Nell with warped wings or whatever I send you. So uh, <laughs> buy the good models. They cost the same. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we got a bunch of new stuff that dropped. Hopefully everybody saw that on the interwebs on Instagram. Saw the Kafir that dropped, the Uragon, the Super Mystere, and the Mystere 4. So if you ever need to do Indo-Pak or Arab-Israeli, those airplanes are there for you. And there's more coming. Steve, do you want to give any hints about what airplane you're doing next that's somewhere between an F1 and an F200? Yeah, I guess it would be uh, like the hardest plane to take off in the history of airplanes, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I think. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's another another Steve special that's going to come hopefully before the holidays. Is that your plan? Oh, yeah, it'll definitely be out uh, probably like, yeah, but in time for holiday shopping, let's shoot for like second week of December so you okay. can maybe get some in there. Nice, nice. Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. So shameless plug, buy 3D models or regular Warlord box sets from Lead Pursuit because uh, otherwise we're going to be standing by the road panhandling to get to Adepticon this year. Okay. So moving on to the next category. It's the You've Been Good category. 52 holy shit 250 dollars is that some biden inflation taking taking effect there i don't remember we did we use that number last year all right 50 to 250 dollars this is someone you actually like uh you've been a good boy girl or gender neutral hobbyist this year you deserve a nice gift um this is what you really want to see under the tree this year and so no surprise what i probably asked for um yes a blow up doll of magnus the red that's exactly what i want uh brett what did you ask for <laughs> <laughs> Still, still recovering from that. Uh, That's what I'm here for. Uh, random, stupid things. I uh, I put the dual fan portable airbrush spray paint booth kit. So I have one from years ago, but the new and improved version has two fans. Dude, and I feel LEDs cheated. I only have I, I have LEDs and I have this goofy little 
arc over thing that was same, like a bolt same. on. And I got one fan. You know how tell me it's two fans and built in LEDs? That's right. That's right. It keeps Bullshit. getting better. So it looks just like the one you're familiar with, but it's new and improved. And with the savings at Amazon right now, it comes in at less than a hundred bucks. It's like 91 Oh, bucks. nice. Nice. Does it still come with all like the ducting and stuff so you can like fit Yeah, it, it comes with all the ducting, comes with the little turntable, comes oh, nice. with one, um, one filter. But, you know, you could always add on additional filters. You could add on even their, uh, you know, no-name uh, single-piston compressor. Yep. You can get it all in a kit. But if you just want just the box with the fan and lights, 91 and you bucks. Guys are all fancy that sounds like the, the kind of... Bands and stuff like that. I'm yeah. over here spraying yeah. into a cardboard box. Well, I mean, this sounds like the kind of stuff that Lead Pursuit would have sitting at every student station for the, you know, Hyatt Hobby Workshop. Oh, wait, no, fuck that. Yeah, we're going to have cardboard boxes, just like Matt said. <laughs> we're going to have puppy pads down the tables, cardboard boxes. Uh, yeah, so we're not that fancy, but I'm going to have to go look at that. I need to find an excuse and to offload the one I have and buy one of the new ones, because um, that'd be good. All right, Steve, what do you really want? I had buy the hobbyist in your life a year-long subscription to something so it's that gift that keeps on giving and there's all kinds of awesome hobby patrons out there you got the plane printer plane printer patreon you got the blue falcon decal patreon you got uh like cold war acm there's a whole bunch of different stl patreons out there you can even think about a year-long fine scale modeler uh magazine subscription uh, so there's all kinds of year-long subscriptions you could get that are probably bring in right around that hundred dollar mark. Uh, that was Matt. My, are was you a thoughts. life member to Fine Scale Modeler? Uh, I, I was at one point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'll say this: it's it's kind of my shameless plug for Patreon. Here's the deal: go out and support a lot of different artists. Don't feel like you got to support them for the same amount every year. Go out there, see what they've got, use their services, support them. And if you need to ditch one at the end of a year and go support someone else, everybody knows how the system works. We're not expecting uh, people to be on Patreon forever, supporting all the same people. That's really cool. Uh, if you're like me and you're shoveling money into uh, plain printers pockets on a monthly basis, uh, then then that's a certain kind of loyalty. Uh, but go out there and support the artists, get some cool stuff for it. Um, and don't, don't feel bad if you move on and don't keep supporting them after a year because you got the models or the designs or the things you wanted. Uh, cause there's, there's so much stuff out there. I, I'm trying to not go down the, the slippery slope of continually supporting a bunch of different artists just to see what they're going to release. Cause there's so much cool stuff coming out. You're just not going to get it all. <laughs> so you have to kind of resign yourself to that fact that you're going to miss some of them. All right. Uh, Matt, what was your suggestion for what you really wanted on so, the tree? Again, I've got a, a couple spectrums of options for like historical or modern gamers. The Flames of War Teen Yankee box said, even if you're not playing the parking lot rules that they've got, those are super useful. They're run about like ninety nine to like under one hundred and fifty dollars, generally speaking, and you get a ton of stuff with them: infantry, tanks, uh, helicopters. In some cases, they're really cool. I think they're neat and I think they're well worth the price um, for nerds. Star Wars Shatterpoint or Marvel Crisis Protocol. Either starter for that runs, I think, under $150, depending on which one you're looking at. Those are really cool. The sculpts yeah. are awesome. The scale's larger than most things uh, I've painted personally, and I think they're really neat. Um, 
And then for the super nerd, the Legion's Imperialis starter box. That's got two Titans, a crap ton of tanks, and more infantry than you can stake, uh, shake Doug at. It's a space marine. Oh, yeah. Gotta get them. Very cool. Does it, does it come with a Thunderhawk? I don't think so. You have to buy it separately. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I was muting myself and trying to be smart-ass when I was on mute. Uh, I actually got the latest uh, Team Yankee box set for Hamas. Unfortunately, it came with a big pile of dirt and all the figures were broken in half. Oh, too soon. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, so fancy that. You've got Legion Imperialis in yours. I really didn't see that coming. Uh, what do you know? Same one for me. I mean, because I know that everybody in the podcast, because you guys have such great loyalty to me as the host, uh, like everybody's chipping in, buying me a couple box sets of LI for Christmas. I, man, I really appreciate it, guys. You guys are awesome. That's exactly what I suggest. You get the hobby nerd in your life, including me. Um, no, I, I had kind of the same thing. Buy a box set. Box sets for people you give a shit about, not the hobbyists that you want to go away and not bother you anymore. But for the people you really care about, dude, it's the best value for the money. It's a good way to to not really necessarily pigeonhole them into making a um, a specific, you know, formation or something else that kind of gives them what they need to, to kind of branch out. So uh, you could buy all the Flames of War and Team Yankee ones and just play other games. I like that idea. <laughs> so even though I will never play Team Yankee again, ever. <sighs> Steve and I are talking about playing bolt action in that scale so, when we do a bunch so, of So yeah, and I forgot to bring that up because you're talking about the Flames of War box sets. Uh, I really want to see that. I've been doing a lot of reading about that, watching a couple of YouTube videos on people that have played bolt action in Flames of War scale. Uh, and I think that would be pretty cool to see. Um, but once again, like like so many things, the scale of the game and the rules is always a little bit AFU. So don't feel like you got to play it in the scale that it was written in, you know, and maybe do a little tweaking well, and, uh, uh, and go for that. That's tweaking, not twerking. Twerking is what everyone else on Instagram surfing. Uh, tweaking is what we do to rules. I mean, around here. Doug, you and I. Put yeah. From everything I've read that 15 millimeter bolt action really like makes the ranges look good and stuff like that. So I'd be, yeah. Now yeah. that we actually have 28 millimeter armies, it's time that we probably start like painting 15 millimeter armies. Right. So, so how does that work? Are they like individually based at 15 millimeter or or still on stands like the Flames of War stuff? From, from what I've seen, it looks like it's kind of a combination of both. Some guys kind of put them on a stand, but other guys do uh, individual and then kind of color code. So you know what uh, what weapons each guy has. But uh, yeah, it, it it looks really cool. Uh, back over the summer, Doug and I were talking about doing uh, some Vietnam War gaming. Uh, we looked at the Flames of War rules, which are depending on what what type of conflict. If you're going for like Khaesan or like more of the ambush style stuff, may or may not have worked. But uh, I have seen a lot of 15 millimeter Vietnam stuff. But they looks like they all individually base each figure, um, which I imagine makes the, the ranges look really neat and more probably more accurate. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing when you take a skirmish plus. I don't know what you really call what what level bolt action really is. Platoon level, you know, platoon with attachments level. Um, when you take that and you go down to the small scale, then the ranges feel right. It was kind of like we were playing dirt side two the other day, and that's at six mil is what we were playing at, and six millimeter figures then for the ranges still they they felt close. But it was one of those things that 
that at least when things shot across the board, you're like, oh, that's some somebody's super heavy tank that's shooting across the board. It makes sense that it does that. And and even the other regular tanks were only shooting like 12 or 24 inches. Um, so uh, th- that, by the way, if, if you have not checked out Dirt Side 2, it's free rule set. All the stuff from Ground Zero Games now is free out there. It's a little grognardy, and I just say that because it's got a little more realism than other 6 mil rule sets. But it's not like playing Command Decision or any one of the other ones that's super grognardy from Frank Chadwick or anything like that. Um, but it's fun. It plays fast. And if you have a bunch of extra 6 mil figures, like from Legion Imperialis, and you hate the rules for LI, go play Dirt Side. Well, I was, do I was about to say not to get uh, too inside baseball about the podcast while recording, but that might be a, an interesting uh, – like future podcasts, the difference between scales and aerial wargaming. Like you're talking about like 285, 1200. Uh, we only play 1200 here, mister. You might play 172nd, but not us. We don't touch well, those I was going to say, it was like they're all disgusting. the, it seems like all the World War One games are either 172nd or 1144. I mean, I think they're yeah, smaller, yeah. but. There's a lot that's in 1144. And of course, I guess Wings of Glory is 1200 still for their World War One, right? I think, question mark. No, I think they're one one forty four. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember because I don't play World War One, except when I play Aerodrome because I love the guys that do Aerodrome. So <laughs> it's the only reason I play World War One. All right. So let's move on to the next category, the lump of coal. Yeah, no price limit on this. It's it's just a by definition category and class of gift. Uh, you know, we all have to buy gifts for people that we really don't like just to keep the peace. I'm sure I'll be giving one of them to Matt before the holidays. Uh, think <laughs> think about that pain in the ass sister or mother-in-law. Yeah, mother-in-law. We all have them. Uh, or your boss, who's a huge pain in the ass, but is always trying to you know, be one of the bros. It might want to be a gamer. You know, I like nerding out with you boys. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, cool. Brett, that person in your life who gets the lump of coal, what are you giving them? This is a hard one. I was... Thinking in the context of a re-gift, and I'm thinking maybe a bunch of us have uh, like a box of combined arms that we got at uh, Adepticon, or maybe there's Shit. even a dusty copy. Lead Pursuit probably your... has three copies sitting in the bottom of the warehouse right next to the uh, you might be able to the get neoprene that ship discount. targets. <laughs> Steve's well, crying uh, in his beer now I said that. The neoprene ship targets are actually quite useful. I like them. I think they're great. I don't know why people didn't buy them. All of you, all of you a-holes out there who attended, what was that? That was, that was Gathering of Eagles when we talked about it and we demoed them. Yeah, Gathering of Eagles. For all of you that said that'd be a great idea and then didn't buy them, fuck you. Everyone asked for them. <laughs> I, have my I was set, there. Man. <laughs> Everyone asked for them. They've asked for them on the radio uh, like so many times. And I they made them I and laugh. nobody bought them. I, I I almost I bought just, two I sets. Just I, I, I like that for Steve. I don't know I what's more unbelievable: the fact that uh, nobody bought the ship targets, or the fact that Matt was actually present to know that something oh, happened. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. He was actually present in gaming. Although I'm not going to jinx it. We got the new Matt. The new Matt's like available to game on Monday nights with us, you know, out at High Ground Hobbies. So uh, it's it's nice, you know. We'll see how long that lasts. Well, it's amazing what happens sure when Matt's a, piss his a, wife off. a baby goes from baby to toddler. It's life changing, as it turns out. <laughs> I, I can do stuff now because they're, they, they don't require constant attention. Ah, uh, ah, uh, constant attention. Yes, yes. All right, Steve, what's your suggestion? All right, so I just looked this up today. For the third week in December, you can get a round-trip ticket from Philadelphia International Airport to 
the nice, warm, tropical Tel Aviv International. And since there's a pretty good chance they're not going to be using the return trip, I believe if that ticket goes unused, you can even get the $125 trip credit back. So it could be a pretty nice gift to send somebody on a round trip paid vacation. Do you do you have to pay an excess baggage fee for your helmet and your flak vest? I forget about that. Matt, how does that work? You're you're a, you're a, used to be a reserve marine. You know how this works. <laughs> you uh, absolutely do actually. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no waiver, um, as I found out. And uh, let me tell you, the reserves get real tight uh, 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 with the money when they say, what is the excess baggage fees? Well, uh, S4 or S2, rather. or no, it, It's all the stuff yeah. you sent me there with. Yeah. It's weird. It's shocking. <laughs> all the stuff I have to take to go to combat. Yeah, go figure. All right. So, Matt, you're up. What is your suggestion, asshole, for the uh, for the <clears throat> Lump of coal. Uh, You're such a jerk. Any hex encounter game. I don't know. Any hex why, encounter game. Why? Why would you play those? Anyone would spend their time moving pieces. Because they're fun. You, but they're fun. Like, why are you spending money on it? You just write on a piece of paper, cut it out, and use that. Like, this is how we no play Battleship in None. the middle of uh, Altecatum when we didn't have shit to do in the B dock. We just sat there and cut out Battleship things in uh, B5. Oh, uh, somehow, somehow, I think uh, Red Strike uh, by Vuka is a little bit more complex than Battleship. It's but that's okay. Just you know, it's Casey just and I will. Con- it's just math. Go back and read your math for Marines MCI. Asshole. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> I took statistics in college, and that's actually just manipulating math to make no sense to anyone at all. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> statistics. Fuck My that. second suggestion. Oh, I did not have is a Flames of War resin kit. Uh. Those are terrible. You really hate people. Oh, those are absolutely yeah, terrible, horrible. and nobody will be happy. Uh, they'll be crying into their, their whatever beverage of choice they have while they try and file off all the flash from the metal parts and then get them to stick to the resin parts, but they can't because they washed it enough and the bolt release ends come off, and there's like six million steps to even get the damn thing assembled and parts that go fly. Like, well, that sounds like it's as bad as the game. It, yeah. Yeah, actually, that that's it's a fitting <laughs> accompaniment to the, the rules. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, my suggestion uh, is true to form something that only an asshole would think of. Um, anything from the bottom of last year's Adepticon swag bag. And you know what I'm talking about, man. You get the swag bag, you pull out the big boxed kit, you got the Hydra tank, you even got the puzzle, you got some other games from Gale Force 9. And then you're like, what the fuck is all this shit in the bottom? And you're dumping the bag out. And God forbid you got a VIG, then you've got like boxes full of this crap. You're dumping the bag out, and there's some cool figures, there's some cool one-off stuff. Then there's like, like pins, but not Adepticon pins, like random paintbrush making company pins. And you're like, I'm gonna put that on my vest. Um, and then there's stickers, and there's random pieces of paper with you know QR codes and stuff like that. But then, but you always end up with like 17 different stickers. I'm like, am I? Am I a teenager? Am I back in high school? Am I putting stickers on my trapper keeper? I mean, come on now. So I suggest you take all those stickers, like your 20 different Pop Goes the Monkey stickers, uh, put those in a stocking and give them to whoever deserves a lump of coal. Because at least they'll get something like, oh, man, I didn't know that you knew I liked a hobby. Rock on, dude. You're like, yeah, fuck you. Take all these freaking stickers and go fuck yourself, asshole. But anyway, but I digress. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, I, I could think of a lump of coal gift that would actually require me spending money, but no, I don't even like the people that I give lumps of coal to. So, so don't get on my shit list. You four, three, whoever four, cause Casey's on my shit list already. Cause he's not even on here. <laughs> and we're not going to read his list. We're going to make Casey read his list later. All right, cool. Those are the big ticket items. Now, all the joking aside and all the categories aside, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff hobby wise that's out this year. Has anyone seen anything else that they think they ought to call out on the hobby shopping list that people really need to know is out there and consider purchasing? I saw something kind of cool. It showed up on my Facebook uh, feed. It was, um, and I saw it on Amazon too, pretty cheap. I don't know what it's called exactly, but it's um, a little, almost like a travel case that has a sponge in it and it comes with little tweezers. It's for uh, doing your, your decals. Right. So, you know, I've got just like yeah, some random cool. piece of Tupperware with a, like a, a kitchen sponge in it that I fill with water. And, you know, I got a couple pennies so it doesn't get all funky. But anyway, there's a purpose built thing that's, you know, probably pretty inexpensive and probably would travel well if you know you're going to be doing some hobby somewhere else. Might be kind of handy or a nice thing to maybe take up a little bit less space and more easily stores away conveniently i don't know what it's called but it was a decal a decal set it yep. came with its own closable case and everything well and i'll piggyback on that because not just for decals but they make the travel wet palettes that are antimicrobial so you know all of us that years ago had a tupperware with a sponge or bought even even the army painter ones i'm not sure the army painter ones are antimicrobial or not um i know some brands sell theirs as that because uh, you leave a sponge and water in something plastic long enough uh, and the funk starts growing. So uh, those are really cool as well. And that's one of the things that I've kind of seen this year that I've thought about replacing my army painter wet palette. Um, quite frankly, I haven't had mine mold yet. Uh, but then again, I'm sure it's a matter of time um, before it does. So I, I may buy a fancier travel wet palette. Of course, there's just cool because if you haven't looked at the army painter one, the top part flips either way and you have a brush holder and all kinds of other crazy stuff that allows you to not get all your paints on your brushes and still be able to take all that stuff with you. When you go into Adepticon. I got something like, go ahead. I got, yeah, I got something like that at Adepticon. It's real nice. It folds up nice. It's got a little, it'll hold your phone. You know, if you like playing videos or something, I typically. If you like watching OnlyFans while you're painting, if that really calms you down. Yeah, it could be a thing. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're just looking at like color, uh, what do they call those? Uh, the color the, wheel, uh, color theory, the color, color plates or whatever the aircraft, yeah, if yeah. you're trying to get a certain camo technique or decal placement anyway. And it's got a, also a, a, a dry palette, you know, a little removable plastic insert. It's got little, little places for you to put different colors of paint. So you've got yeah. your dry palette, your wet palette, your brush holders, your phone holder. It's all in one little space. Well, let's be honest. Closes up nicely. At, at that point, you start going down the ludicrous level, which I think it's called the go bag Evo or something like that. The one that literally is like the freaking I'm going to run out the door and go paint something bag. <laughs> I've never thought of having a painter's go bag. Mine usually has like a pistol and ammunition and water and lights and other shit in it. But anyway, side note, <laughs> digressing. So I've looked um, at that Evo yes. bag. It is kind of yeah. awesome, uh, especially for me who has it to kind of kind of expensive. It's kind of awesome when the, the child is yeah. awake uh, and put it away so she doesn't get her grubby little hands into it. 
so I can see limited uses, but at a hundred. I don't know what you're talking about. Your daughter is the nicest person. Your daughter is sweet. My wife says she is the most amazing, quiet, perfectly behaved little girl. Oh, she she is, but she's got grubby little toddler hands and gets into every <laughs> single little thing. When we were at that brewery, did she not touch every single person at that table? I don't know. I wasn't there. You were there. <laughs> Not that no, yes, we I was went not. to Yellowhammer. You were there. <laughs> oh, you mean at Yellowhammer? Okay, that brewery. I thought you were talking about when you you all went up with Chris and everybody else. So the second time with Chris, I was there. So yes, but once again, the go bag's pretty cool. I think that's um, that's something I'm thinking about. I don't know if it's practical for me. Uh, I don't know that I pick up and take my paint stuff with me that much. Uh, I guess if High Ground Hobbies wasn't fucking 45 minutes away, maybe I would pick up and go there on Wednesdays for their cool little paint and bullshit night. Hey, bro, it's eight Um, minutes away from me. I don't know what your problem is. Fuck you. God. Well, just because you live there in the northern Virginia of North Alabama. Not my problem. (laughs) You chose to live there. Enjoy being there with three Chick-fil-A's and two Culver's and, um, I don't know, seven Starbucks, whatever it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So if, if my hobby store were closer, I probably would have one. Cause then I definitely would, like you say, pack everything up, just go there, hang out, paint bullshit with everybody. Um, and then put all back in there at the end of the night and come back and you can set it next to your hobby desk and still work straight out of it. So it'd be kind of cool. I was kind of inspired by a vendor, a vendor's offering at, um, fall in. He had these, was it a DAC motorcycle? too soon no no i'm good on that i'm good on (laughs) that that. um i i I pay extra for those you know yes you do uh there's um it was a a guy that had custom cases and foam and stuff but i think it was kind of cool it makes me think keep thinking about it was that uh he had these rigid plastic trays that the foam went in and then all that went into a bag so the it gave it you know sort of like a little layer armor around your foam so the foam couldn't get squished just thinking about like all these trips to like adepticon and everything where planes and now bolt action stuff all that's going to be getting crammed in a bag somewhere something some kind of durable travel solution like that might be on the uh, radar screen i think it's a great idea for steve i will say you're a jerk because now his brain is running thinking through that trying to figure out how to do that Steve, we need to bring back more of the lead pursuit foam. I know. Oh yeah, I know. Man. We uh, we we laughed about that. Uh, I think it's time to come back and offer some uh, some standard cuts and and some prepackaged deals for people. Yeah, I'm trying to get trying right now to get a standard size for some bolt action figures that have some cutouts for rifles that you could just pop them in there and everything. Yep. So yeah, you know, just got to get my ass in gear. I got all these kind of good ideas, but I'm just not getting them up on the website. I got all kinds of stuff waiting to go into the web store. Just got to. Uh, just got to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you bring up the web store. I will say, um, without a doubt, thank you all of our listeners that at least for my Black Friday sale, uh, for the stuff that was on Lead Pursuit, hopefully Blue Falcon, some people went over to your site and ordered a few things. Um, it, it's, it, you know, it's funny. Obviously, we're not uh, Amazon. We're not uh, anyone. We're not even Warlord Games, man. We're not selling that much stuff on Black Friday. Uh, but it is super cool to see that when we go out and we tell the community, hey, here's what we got. Here's our sale going on. People hop on. Um, and true to form, people found the broken stuff on our, our website. So thanks to Craig and a couple others that went out there and found that we had changed all of our uh, our stock levels. So if you're trying to order resin airplanes, we show exactly how many are in stock now. That's great unless you want to order two more. So 
if you can't order the resin airplanes you need, drop us a comment. Say, hey, I need nine B-26s instead of the six you have in stock or whatever it is. And we'll get you on the in the print queue. We'll tell you when the order ships uh, and we'll and we'll get everything out to you. But yeah, we for everyone's understanding, we we caught so much flack over at Lead Pursuit about two week delays, three week delays, how long it took to print stuff and to get it out to people. And it might it'd be like Shapeways. I might as well order from Shapeways. Whatever, bro. It was one of those. So we said, all right, we're just going to put stock levels on the website. If it's there, you can order it. If it's not in stock, send us a send us an email um, and we'll get it printed. We'll get it to you. So uh, please be patient during the holidays because I think I've already sold out of a couple airplanes. So <laughs> if the stuff you wanted shows zero as a stock level now, uh, you're late for the sale. Uh, send me an email. We'll print some more. All right. What else did everyone see that they want to talk about? Yeah, I was going to say there's a couple of really nice sales. If you have anybody that's uh, kind of 3D printing curious, there's a couple of really nice sales on some 3D printers right now, both the FDM variety and the resin variety. Uh, so that could also be, depending how you feel about the person, a great one for that lump of coal because it's just like you're giving them a cool gift, but it's also like a constant headache at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's going like, to drive them down this rabbit hole 3D printing. You know, we keep talking about it. I, I love I love the concept of 3D printing, but, you know, it showed up in my Facebook feed. I really want to know what is the future of silicone 3D printing. That's where I think the future is. <laughs> what what can be done in silicone? Everything. That. Everything. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the look on Matt's face tells it all. He's like, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to do is a Google search for that. Is there something you need to tell us? Or the is this multi- a transition thing that you're making us aware of, like dropping hints? <laughs> nope, nope, not at Man, all. Man, imagine uh, the multi-purpose use of like a one... 48th B36 fuselage <laughs> in silicone. Dude, in silicone. So it is. Uses. It is. So many uses. <laughs> Roger right now is cursing us going, you nasty bastards. All right. Well, so anything else? Last good, last shot. Any other, uh, uh, Games, any other good things? Uh, has about? a new game out called ABC Warriors or Robots or something. I, I just saw it on the website. Really? Really? Yes, they do. Apparently, apparently it's interesting. You know, Andy did it, uh, whatever. I haven't looked at it. Not, I don't know, man. There's, there's parts of the 2000 AD whole thing that I just don't care about. I've, because I've read strangely British. a decent amount of 2000 AD, mostly Judge Shred and, and some other stuff here and there. And that was, that was obscure by my standard, which may, maybe is not very high uh, for our, our uh, cross pond. Brit friends. Well, no, but. it's it's not. It's it's totally different cultural uh, backgrounds, and, and I'll laugh because even John Russell's like, "Oh yeah, you didn't read that one." I'm like, "No, dude, I, I I didn't." Strangely, because silly me, when Andy was talking about big robots, I thought it was something cool and BattleTech like. No, it's something strange and British from 2000 AD. Shocker there. Uh, but um, you know, I I think the good thing, at least for those of us that like Judge Dredd and the other parts of 2000 AD, is they keep building on that line and they keep building things and games related to it. So um, at least the support will be there. I still haven't bought the Judge Dredd set. So oops, maybe I should do that. <laughs> this probably won't surprise you, but I do have the rules. Oh, shocking. Well, so do I, but I have that courtesy of <clears throat> the inside man there at Warlord Games. So I still haven't played it. All right. 
anything else? Any other good ideas? Brett, you've always got good ideas. You've always got something someone else hasn't seen. Yeah, I mean, the the foam and the um, all that stuff was kind of top of mind for me. Uh, it seems like all my ideas this year, I don't know if it was quite the same last year, but they're all sort of things that will sit right on the hobby desk, yeah. you know, things re- related to painting. So that's what's on my mind. You know, there was a, you guys were talking about some new airbrushes that were coming out. Right. And uh, I saw I a lot of people talking about it. Steinbeck has that new, what's it called? Evo 2024 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something I, like I, that. I did uh, place an order. Actually, it'll be here in, uh, on the 28th. It's already shipped from, uh, oh God, or from uh, Spray Gunner. Uh, you know, uh, Casey and, and uh, Chris were talking about it and I've, realized that uh like two out of my three airbrushes like the o-rings are worn out and because i'm you know not making this stuff properly which is on me but uh it fell into i think about i think on spring it was 110 dollars. they were having a 10 percent off black friday which as at the time of that we're talking is still going on uh so got it down to like 90 and then i had some like gift card stuff so i got it for basically like 40 bucks um but it's got shocking some real cool. a, a reservist that didn't maintain their gear weird never would it have gets thunk. used and then thrown thrown in a footlocker and then you know next month you deal with it that's ne- next month's math problem <laughs> you just throw you, th- you dunk it put it in the dunk tank and clean it and then you just throw it at the armor that's how this yeah, pretty works, much you know i understand yeah, <laughs> yeah. chris so. is our resident airbrush expert and uh he recommends mm-hmm. that i think that airbrush pretty highly i've got the uh the badger patriot or whatever it's just like the ak-47 airbrushing and it's just, it's awesome for doing some quick base coating and stuff and uh you know priming and undercoating but i haven't done much else with it to be honest with you but i'd like to i'd like to up my airbrush yeah, game. Looks, yeah i need to get a better uh, one like it had some like really interesting features like you can't um it's got some you know bells and whistles where you, you can't basically back the needle out without uh pressing down on the trigger so air and paint are mixing in the same uh you know like an ideal consistency rather than i, I don't know how much you guys mess around with but occasionally i'll pull the trigger back without pressing down and it's just blowing air and then when i realize what's happening i press forward too hard uh and it just blows way too much paint uh and then it basically has to trick the model and start over again so hopefully this is a trigger little bit more discipline trigger uh, discipline you know, maybe you heard that on the range there young man i really wish there was not another brain on this podcast sometimes <laughs> Yes, well, you know, hey, tough shit. You're gonna have to deal with it. Um, yeah, I need I need a nicer airbrush, but my problem isn't it isn't so much the airbrush itself. It is my using the correct um, thinning, the correct mediums, all those things. And and Chris kind of laughs about it now, but he forgets that that he learned a lot of stuff. A lot of us learned alongside him and then he went out and changed and did a lot of stuff different. Well, exactly. So, so he's using flow improver and I'm like, bro, why are you using flow improver? Like you told me years ago, just thin it down with isopropyl alcohol. And of course it doesn't work, but that's what, but he was telling me four years ago. Cause what everyone that he was listening to was saying, uh, yeah, use flow improver. Um, so it, it's just funny. Some of these things I'm like, you know, the reason my shit doesn't airbrush as well is literally because of actions I'm taking. It's it's not how I'm, I'm not cleaning it right. I'm maintaining it right. But it's the actions of putting everything together to make the paint the right consistency. So that's on me. 
Um, and once again, now that I have my airbrush station set back up, I can get back there and start painting. So that will be good. Of course, it's now going to be 29 degrees here in Alabama. So yay. Awesome. No painting in my garage. Yeah. So on the, the airbrush thing, like the same issue, like the maintenance and everything like that. I mean, clearly I've, I've busted the O-ring out of, out of two, two different, uh, I think in Tamaya and Iowa, but my big problem is just stop eating Mexican food. You won't bust an O-ring. Nah. Sorry. The problem is like <laughs> the time it's easier for me to use a spray can that I can just spray, let it sit, you know, mat, do some crazy masking that may be more time intensive than actually using the airbrush and then spraying again, let it sit. It's using the airbrush. You've got to disassemble it, clean it, like go out and that's, you know, or, or like the two previous ones I've had, they end up breaking because I, I just don't have the time to, to run the well, maintenance and everything like so that and do the mixtures like you were saying. Yeah, but but you know, here's the thing, and, and I'm going to come off like a dick when I say this, but I'm this is really how I feel. I look at an airbrush like a weapon. Um, I don't go shoot at my farm and not clean my weapon after I shoot it. It's just it's it's something I've learned to have to do. So when I go do airbrushing, I build in the time and I go, shit, I'm going to have to take this thing apart. I'm going to have to clean it. I'm going to have to do all those things, um, and I kind of build that into my schedule. But also. Because of that, and I'm going to take some time to take this this you know piece of gear apart. I also tend to kind of batch stuff when I need to do an airbrush work. And that's kind of why I haven't painted anything with an airbrush recently because I haven't needed to kind of batch stuff. Everything's been one off, and I'm like, ah, screw it, I'll just do it with a brush. Um, but if if I was going to do that, I would make sure that all right, I've got some Legion Imperialis stuff, I've got some of my Aeronautica stuff, I've I've got things all batched together that I'm going to go through. And I'm going to spend a couple hours airbrushing, and then the time I'm spending cleaning it in between batches and cleaning it at the end of the night, then it all kind of seems worth it. Because otherwise, if I'm going out there to airbrush two Xiphons for Aeronautica, and then I'm going to have to clean my brush and clean all my gear and break everything down again. It's not worth it. So I, I find myself having to to just hobby batch stuff together to actually justify using it. But that's me. That's the situation I live in. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we've been chatting for a while. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say, Matt, thank you for joining us on the podcast. It's good to have you on. Uh, you know, it's it's good to have you now as a member of the Lead Pursuit team officially, even though you've pretty much been the unofficial uh fifth column or fifth estate or I'll take that. <laughs> whatever that the fifth member yeah exactly uh in uh in the whole lead pursuit podcast so it's good to have you officially as a member so uh, we're, guys, we're family, i really appreciate being on this one because uh, there's nothing better than i like making than lists yeah <laughs> you're just one of those list people damn you uh, but, uh, I want to encourage everybody to, uh, make sure you like and share the podcast. It is funny. So, you know, you go out there, you see what other podcasts are doing and how they're out there and they're hustling for their part of the podcast sphere. Uh, we're super, super blessed to have people that not only like our podcast, they review our podcast. Uh, they not only like the stuff we sell in the store, they review the stuff we sell in the store and they tell us what's good and what's bad. Uh, but please send us that feedback. Whether it's feedback on the 3D models that you buy from us, whether it's feedback on the podcast and on the issues we talk about, uh, or if it's feedback on, hey, you know, I wish you guys would stop talking about Blood Red Skies and talk about Check Your Six. Um, 
yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. Um, but in case you were wondering about that, <laughs> we are going to talk about some other games we've been going to between Fall In, possibly Historic on the summer. A lot more of the aerial war games are going to be on our radar uh, and expect to hear us talking about some more of those in detail. And with that, I'm going to leave you with Steve's favorite moniker for the evening. Keep climbing for advantage. <laughs>